Welcome to What's Up Tybee. I'm Sandy McLeod. In a couple of minutes, we'll be visiting with the highest-ranking female police officer on Tybee, Captain Tiffany Hayes, who might one day become the island's first female police chief. We'll also stop by and chat with the island's most popular and lively group of dancing women, the Tybee Beach Brigade. Speaking of those ladies, you'll have a chance to see them in a couple of weeks at the Tybee Irish Heritage Parade, which everybody is excited to see back this year after a two-year COVID interruption. It's going to start rolling down Butler Avenue from the starting point at City Hall on Saturday, March 12th at 3 o'clock. So get your green on and plan to be there for a great time. Also, there's some wonderful shows this month at the Tybee Post Theater, from movies to live music and plays. My personal favorite happens to be Saturday, March 19th. It is the Soul Train 70s Experience, which celebrates the classic 1970s disco music from the likes of Donna Summer, Earth, Wind & Fire, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Gloria Gaynor, just to name a few, Big Horn Band, a lot of dancing going to go on that night. So put on your bell bottoms and get your tickets. Their website's tybeepostheater.org. Now it's time for our first special guest, Tybee Police Captain Tiffany Hayes. Tiffany was born and raised and attended most of her elementary and middle school years on Tybee. Tiffany remembers Tybee as being a very safe community where kids could run the roads and parents didn't think twice about it. Back then, there were a lot of families, a lot of children on the island. Everybody knew everybody. The neighbor parent would discipline you just like your own parent. I would wake up in the morning and the neighborhood kids would be sitting at my kitchen table eating cereal. We'd run the neighborhood all day long, all night long. That was when Miller Avenue and all the side roads were dirt. So we'd run those barefoot. And then when the street lights came on, we knew that it was time to return home. And my mother also had a bell outside of our house at Jones and Second. And if she rang the bell, it was time to come home. So there were a lot of kids. We weren't allowed to cross Jones and we weren't allowed to go any further than 6th Street. So we had that whole 2nd to 6th Jones back to Miller Avenue to run and play. As a longtime resident, Captain Hayes has seen a lot of changes on the island and the pluses and minuses they have brought to the community. The crowds have really taken over. I know that's good for the economy, good for the prices of property that we own, but it's definitely a lot more overrun. So When I was growing up, the two busy times was the Beach Bum Parade and 4th of July. So that was the busiest time. You never, we never had traffic congestion any other time than then. I guess the growth is good in one aspect and bad in another. Obviously, there's a lot of people here. A lot of people want to come here. A lot of people want to visit here. So that could be the good and the bad. It was 1997, and Tiffany says she was not dreaming of becoming a police officer. Instead, her path into law enforcement was led by her desire to be a good mother. I had my daughter at 17, and I needed insurance for her. So I was still going to school online, and my aunt worked at the police department, and she called me one day and said, they're hiring for a dispatch position. I was working at Pizza on Wheels, taking orders over the telephone, and I asked her what the pay was. And she said, well, it's $6 an hour. I was making $5 an hour at Pizza on Wheels. So I kicked it around with my mother because it was shift work, and she would have to keep my baby for me while I was on shift work. But I explained to her that, 
I needed the insurance. It was a dollar an hour more pay and there was opportunity for growth. I applied for the position and the police chief then, Jimmy Price told me, you have to be 18. And I said, well, I'm turning 18 in December. And he said, well, the job opens in January. And he said that you would need your high school diploma or GED. So I told him that I was in my senior year of high school and that I would have my diploma by May. And he said, well, you have to have it by January. So I went and took my GED, the two tests in one day and passed both of them. Went back to him with my grade and said, well, I have my GED now. So he set me up for an interview and I was hired for the position. So he asked me what I wanted to do with my career. And I said, well, when I turn 21, I'd like to go to the police academy. And he told me, he said, if you're still here at 21, I'll send you to the police academy. And he did. I went to the police academy at 21. Tiffany says that some of the training at the academy was fairly easy for her, like the classroom assignments and driving. The challenging part of the coursework involved dealing with crazy people that officers often encounter and deciding, in a flash, how to handle the situation without a loss of life. My class was the first class to do judgmental pistol shooting. So you're in front of a simulator, and they give you scenarios, and you have to play out split-second decisions, like we do now, whether to shoot or not shoot. And my class was the first class that if you did a bad shoot, you were kicked out of the academy. You were released. My scenario was um, a disorderly chef at a restaurant. He was mad at his employer, and we had to go in there and talking down. And while we were talking him down, he reached for a butcher knife and came running at us. So you had to make the split decision. You're only three feet away from him. Are you going to shoot him or let him come at you with the butcher knife and potentially take your life? So we had to take him down. Another one was a traffic stop where the guy jumped out of the vehicle. He was obviously upset. Why am I being stopped? There's an instructor in there with you. So they want to know that you're going to say the right things when you're in these scenarios. With so much media focus on the strain between police and communities across the country, Captain Hayes is happy to be in a place like Tybee. But having so many visitors still makes it a challenge in the current environment. I think we have a great support system for the police department here on Tybee. The locals, for the majority, care about us, love us, treat us well, speak to us, we speak to them. But because of the influx of tourists, you never know who you're getting to the island. And it could very well be someone who had a bad situation with the police, don't like the police, believe in defunding the police. I mean, it's a case-by-case, scenario-by-scenario of who you're dealing with at the time. Every day, you're dealing with someone new. But the locals, the citizens of Tybee, I believe they back us for the most part. But I know our patrol officers have said that they've gone places and had to deal with people. And in the background, you can hear other people yelling, put your hands up, they're going to shoot you. But it's never locals. It's always someone from the outside that's visiting. Regardless of the season, alcohol consumption is more often than not involved in calls made to the police. And Tybee seems split over whether all the drinking is good for the community or not. Since adults have the legal right to drink in public on Tybee, there's not much that officers can do to contain inappropriate behavior that often comes with overconsumption. But trying to deal with minors who drink comes with a compounded problem of their parents who think it's okay for their kids to party down on Tybee. It never fails that around prom season, we make arrest of parents renting beach houses and allowing these underage kids to consume alcohol. And there's always an issue every year at least one of these beach houses. But at the back river, it's a huge issue because if you're going to allow your children to go back there and you're going to allow them to consume alcohol and you're not making 
ensure that they're getting home safely. What do you think is happening on this road from Tybee back to Savannah? You're allowing them to drive intoxicated and that's when accidents and death occur. And that's also when drownings occur. I think it's a lack of responsibility on the parent wanting to have these huge graduation parties back there knowing what's going to occur. You know, no parent wants to be told how to parent their child. And when you go back there and you're telling them, you know, why are you allowing your child to do this, they get offended. So naturally, they're going to lash out at you. They start lashing out on us. You know, don't tell me how to raise my child. In the end, we're going to wind up dealing with them when they do something wrong or they injure themselves or someone else or potentially a loss of life. There are people here who want the alcohol consumption. They enjoy going to the parades and drinking on the sidewalk. They enjoy going to the beach and drinking on the beach. But then you have another set of citizens who they don't want to see it. You know, they want to bring their grandkids here. They want to have their children here without beer being poured on them at one of the parades or going down the beach and hearing the hooping and hollering from the large crowds that are drinking. I think it's a split, but I noticed before when that topic came up and you can follow it on social media that the majority of the people that were supporting the alcohol, they don't live here. Captain Hayes is the highest-ranking female police officer that Tybee's ever had, and she worked hard to get there, obtaining a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, a master's degree in public safety administration, plus, at the encouragement of Tybee Police Chief Bob Bryson, she applied to the elite FBI Academy for advanced training at Quantico. It was a process that took years to be chosen. Before I was selected, I applied eight years prior. So for eight years, I sat waiting. Am I going to get the call? I want to go. I want to do this. This will really help my career. And then finally, I was sitting at the office and um, Chief Bryson called me and he said, meet me in the judge's chambers. I said, well, this is never good. I met him in the judge's chambers and he walked in, he closed the door behind him and he looked at me. He goes, you're going to the National Academy. He goes, I just got the phone call. We have to call them back. Georgia has five spots. So I was one of five. I was the only female for that selection. So that was very interesting. So we called her back and she said, yes, we'd like to welcome you to the um, session 280 class and it will start at the end of March and you will graduate at the beginning of May. After numerous physical fitness tests, FBI interviews, and more, she was excited to finally be going, but then COVID hit. So the class was put on hold, and Tiffany trained relentlessly, hoping to be ready when and if they ever resumed the training. Finally, after another year and a half wait, she made the trip and says it was well worth it. All of my instructors were either FBI agents or retired FBI agents. It was the best training that I've had my whole law enforcement career. And January 22nd was 25 years. So it was my the best training that I've had. And leadership, I think the best part was the networking. I know now that I can reach out to an officer in 47 different states federal agencies, and two countries if I need help. We are on a GroupMe app with all the students, and there have been crimes solved off of that GroupMe app, just between NA, off, NA students reaching out to each other. Having such a long career in law enforcement may not have been the path Captain Hayes thought she was going to take in life, but she embraced it, worked hard in it, and still has at least one big goal she would like to meet before she turns in her badge. When I first started, you couldn't tell me at 18 that I would be there for 25 years. I cannot believe all the accomplishments 
that I've had, finishing my bachelor's degree, going to get my master's degree, getting a couple other certifications under my belt, you know, working in the detective's office for 10 years. That was great. Being over patrol now is great. Being able to go to the National Academy was amazing. My ultimate goal, I would love to stay at Tybee, but I would like to at least make it to the rank of you know, hopefully chief one day. I know there's some great people at our department that also would like that rank and maybe they'll be ahead of me before I can achieve that goal. I think we all get into this and start playing it and it's like, where are we now? What are we doing? Okay, I've accomplished this and my end goal would ultimately be to be the chief of the police department here where I was born and raised, grew up and where I love the island and the people. Special thank you to Captain Hayes and to Chief Bob Bryson for all the hard work that's done at the police department. We're lucky to have such dedicated people who help protect our community. Now, we go from the Tybee Island Police Department to visit with one of the island's most iconic and adorable groups. It's the Tybee Island Beach Brigade, a couple of dozen talented ladies who some might argue make parades on the island and other events worth going to. I caught up with them at a recent practice where they're preparing for the upcoming St. Patrick's Day Parade. Between the dances, the women took time to tell me why they love being part of this quirky, totally Tybee organization. Hey guys, my name is Reva. I've been with these guys now. This is my second year, and um, I just needed somewhere to fit in. I just moved here about six years ago, and these ladies took me in. I get emotional. Anyway, (laughs) it's a great group of ladies, and it's fun. My name is Fran, and I've been doing this about eight years, and it's just the greatest group of gals. All are welcome. We have so much fun, and we get exercise, and afterwards we might go and have a glass of wine or a beer all together. Hi, I'm Cindy, and I'm new. And I decided to join because I saw the Beach Brigade a couple of years ago before COVID. And I thought it just looked like a hoot. And the ladies were having so much fun. So after I retired, I said, I'm going to join and meet some friends. It's tons of fun. And I'm looking forward to the parade and Tybee getting back post-COVID to all the fun activities we have out here. It's awesome. Great place to live. When I saw the Beach Brigade marching about four years ago, I thought that was the best thing about, and it was so tidy and it's such a wonderful group of people, and they're so welcoming, and it's fun to do it, it's fun to dress up, it's fun to have a good time. Thank heavens we're able to have a parade this year. I'm thrilled. Kathy, and I've been with the Beach Brigade, gosh, eight years maybe? When you're having fun, it's hard to keep up with things, but yeah, it's been fun. What have you enjoyed most of that? Just meeting people and dressing up and being a part of the parades and stuff. What's your favorite outfit you Shamrock bikini shirts. It's a t-shirt with the uh, drawing of a bikini on it, and this one happens to have little shamrocks all over the bikini. And it's uh, nice in the back, it's cut up. kind of cheeky and so it shows off a lot of body parts absolutely if I only (laughs) we're only real but anyway (laughs) yeah yeah hey I'm Sally and um, I've been in the brigade I can't even tell you how long but I remember when I first moved here I was sitting at stingrays watching the a parade, I don't remember which one, and I saw them come by, and I went, I just got to get in that group. And I, I did, so I've been in ever since. We were originally called the Beach Chair Brigade, and we carried little folding beach chairs. 
and we used those in our routine. You know, we moved them around, and at some point we could even open them up, sit down, stand up, dance around. But um, for one thing, they said we took up too much time. And our chairs got old and mildewed and worn out, and we found out they didn't make those chairs anymore. So for one reason or other, we came just the Beach Brigade. So now we use other things like swords at Pirate Fest and tambourines at the Irish Hair. It's going to be so fun after two years of no parade. My name is Janice, and we were at... Red Hats, I think. And that was the first time I was just moving out here, and my friend Laura was sitting next to me. And she said, what are your views on dancing in the street? And I said, well, I'm all for it if that's what you want to do. And she goes, Karen, get her email. <laughs> and that's how I started. <laughs> my name is Karen Pennick, and I took over the choreography for when they were having the first gay pride parade. We lost our leadership at that point, and we didn't have a routine. I had never told anybody on Tybee that I could do choreography because I really didn't want to do it. But we had costumes, we had no music, and we had no routine, and everybody was all upset, and we had a big meeting, and I sat there for a while, and finally I admitted that I could do it. And I said, okay, I'll have a routine, and I'll have music for you. Come and meet. So I thought, well, this is a one-shot pony. That was, what, nine years? ago. <laughs> and so Pirate Fest rolled around and everybody looked at me and says, what's the routine for Pirate Fest? And so that was the story. And so I've been doing it ever since. You know, everybody that leads it has their own philosophy. My philosophy is any woman that can put one foot in front of the other or not is welcome to join us because it should be fun. And uh, we have a lot of women in here, and some of them have trouble putting the right foot from the left, but it's okay. They have a good time, and we even have people now who, with age and situations with health, uh, ride in the golf carts and wave, and they do the music for us, or they take care of our business or whatever. So we try to have as many people participate as possible. Well, although it's not as serious as it wants, would you still have a coach's whistle on you? You use that, I've noticed, in the practice. Can you just give us an example of what that sounds like? If you're going to be part of beach game. Well, I want you to know that this whistle is engraved and that they gave it to me because I was using a little plastic whistle that I'd gotten at Dollar Tree. And they gave me my engraved whistle. But when you have a room full of alpha females and you're trying to get their attention to get them to put the right foot in front of the left foot, sometimes you have to blow a whistle. <laughs> Thanks again to the Tybee Island Beach Brigade. You can check them out on their Facebook page. It's just Tybee Island Beach Brigade if you'd like more information about them or you'd like to join. Thank you for taking time to listen today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. And if there's a person or topic you would like to hear featured on this show, please let me know. I'm Sandy McLeod, and we hope you will come back next time for What's Up Tybee.